With a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George, welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Alan Wishart in the host chair on a Tuesday for a change, as we've been changing a few of our schedules around. I will be hosting Tuesday's show from now on. I am, however, glad that Steve is still on the board with me. And my first guest actually remembered that we were going to be chatting with her on on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. Kaylee Vandermeer from Books and Company. Good morning, Kaylee. Good morning, Alan. How are you doing? It's Tuesday. I'm not used to talking to people on Tuesday morning. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I want to start because this is something we've talked about, I think, the last couple of times you've been on, but now, book bingo. Yeah. Ready to go. I am so excited. Yes. I've been talking to uh, reps from our suppliers uh, for the last couple of days about things that they can send us for the children's packages. But, mm. um, yeah, long story short, we're going to run uh, two summer reading challenges yeah. this summer, May to August. Ooh. May through August, rather. Um, we're going to do an adult summer bingo challenge, and we're going to do a uh, children's summer bingo challenge. And uh, all you got to do is uh, we'll put out this bingo card that's got a bunch of different options for books that you can read, okay. and uh, folks who hit bingo will get uh, a little prize, and the first person to complete all 24 squares will get a $200 store credit. Ah, okay, so you did decide to go with a free spot in the middle of it. I did decide okay. to go with what you mentioned. Now, when you say options, I'm assuming that means then that on both challenges, there's no square that says you have to read this book. No, there no. is no single book uh, title on the squares. It all, it's all options. Okay, now, have you tried to set it up so that... And uh, let's say an adult, because a kid would never dream about doing something like this. <laughs> an adult might be able to read one book and say, well, this actually qualifies for two different squares? It's a possibility. There's okay. definitely some some crossover between the two. However, you have to submit book reviews for every uh, square. Uh -huh. So that's kind of how we got around that. Okay. Yeah. So they would but you could definitely, like, if you needed a book to fill a blank kind of thing yeah. in, in your line, you could probably, uh, there's a lot of different options of ways you could fill that. Okay, we're not going to save them, though, because we don't want to give people ideas. No, no, we'll have, we'll have to wait for the first. Now, the, the lines on the card, specifically, I guess, is there any sort of a theme, like, say, on the B on the uh, Kids Challenge, do all the squares there relate to each other in some way? <laughs> no, uh -oh. no. You're setting the bar so high for us, Alan. This is our first time. Calm down. <laughs> ah. well, I know what you guys are like, though. You people over there are geniuses. <laughs> okay, well, the geniuses need a little bit of ramp-up time, so okay. let's, let's just see how this goes for the year, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> okay, so, so next year we can mm -hmm. expect... Every row, every line, every file, every row to have a connection. Oh, yeah, 200% complexity next year. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Now, one other thing that's coming up fairly quick and mm -hmm. um, is <clears throat> a word that a lot of people around here can't wait for, summer. Mm -hmm. I know, I can't wait as well. Yes. That means summer holidays. Yep. For a lot of people, and that usually, like, whenever... You know, many, 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 many years ago when I was a young'un, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we went on summer holidays. I always make sure to take along a couple of books. Excellent. Yes. So if people want to get some summer reading in, mm-hmm. would they let's start right let's connect it back. Would taking would choosing your books for summer reading as books that would qualify for the uh, bingo challenge be a good idea? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Maybe not take all twenty four of them at the same time, but I mean if you want that two hundred dollar book credit you could. Yeah. 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 And if you don't mind your parents saying, put that book down, look at the scenery. <laughs> <laughs> Which was something I quite frequently got. Mm, yeah. Now, are there any of the books for either the kids or the adults that are um, travel related? There are. So a lot of the, uh, for the adults at least, we didn't stick uh, firm too firmly to... Um, you know, read a, a book about travel or anything mm-hmm. like that. We tried to go mainly with um, prize winners or prize uh, uh-huh. shortlist okay. yeah. uh, items. However, there is a um, read a book about a place you'd like to visit, whether it be real or fantasy, on the adult one. Ooh. So that that could count. So you could you yeah. could do a travel book in there, but it doesn't have to be. That might be an interesting one. Just especially more for the adults who choose a fantasy place mm-hmm. they'd like to go to. It'll be interesting to see what kind of places. Yeah, and that's where I'm really excited to see the book reviews come into play mm-hmm. because it'll kind of flesh out, you know, not only why they might have chosen this book to fill this square, but also, you know, I love hearing about what people liked about the books that they read. So as long as, I, I guess we should just make this clear as well, the book review can't just say, I enjoyed this book because it let me fill in a space. Not so much, no. you got to follow the, the Friday Five okay. rules of, like, five reasons why you liked this book. Okay. But you guys you guys are really making it tough on people, aren't you? Oh, you know, that's, that's what we do. 24 squares, five reasons for each square. That is, hang on, I can't read that far. 120 reasons people can yeah. come up with. Indeed. Jeez. Now, are there books on there that... A parent and a child, they maybe can't read the same book, but are there squares where they can take books that go together? Yeah, I think so. Our children's uh, uh, board is a lot more uh, broad because Mm -hmm. we wanted it to be uh, a broader age range. I think our age range is like 3 to... Twelve, I okay. think. Okay. So, like, there are a lot of options for you know things that you could do. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the children's one is you know read a book about music and read a book about okay. uh, camping. Yeah. And then we have a couple of like read a book that teaches you things. Read a book about uh, a family that's different than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, read a, a book, uh, an indigenous book, or a book by an indigenous author. Um. There's a couple of different squares, but they're all kind of broad, so that if a parent yeah. and a child wanted to kind of read side by side, totally doable. Now, I'm assuming there is nothing so simple on the children's one as read a book with a red cover. Not so much. No. No. You guys were able to go beyond that part, at least, yeah. filling out this year's squares. Yeah. How long did this one? How long did the squares take you guys to put together? Uh, it took a good afternoon. We wanted yeah. to, I mean, the adult one, 
uh, we have uh, a lot of the staff picks on there. Okay. So a lot of those were easy. Yes. <laughs> and then and then it was, you know, how do we pick something that to fill in the rest of the squares that mm. is, you know, a proper representation and encourage a broad yeah. reading um, spectrum. Uh, so it was it was it was fun for us to put them together. The kids one uh, was easy to come up with a lot of different ideas, mm-hmm. tougher to filter down. Okay, yeah, yeah, because the kids one was basically just I guess you could almost have just wandered around the store and looked at all the different sections you got for books and said, okay, we'll have the kids read a sec- book from that section, from that section, from that section. Well, and and also like what what could a five year old and potentially like a nine year old. Mm read that, you know, would kind of have something in common, but not, you know, we don't want all the nine-year-olds to go and read a bunch of children's books, necessarily, um, as just gimmies, so. So now, are you actually expecting three-year-olds who take part in the children's challenge, I'm assuming they're not (laughs) going to be in the adult challenge, are you actually expecting them to write down five reasons? (laughs) No, I expect three-year-olds to to write down three reasons. Okay. (laughs) Or can they get help? Uh, they can absolutely get help. Okay. I, thought it, I think it would be so adorable to get, like, a toddler's review on, on a bunch of books. That would be the cutest thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and now this is... So the challenge is just to fill all the squares sort of as soon as possible. The challenge is not to come up with the best reviews on every book. I mean, if you want to, if you want to cheese it, then yeah, mm-hmm. you can, you yeah. can fill them out as quickly as possible. Uh, but it's, like the kids' one is going to be perhaps a little bit easier for a child than necessarily for yeah. an adult. But the idea is that you've got four months. A lot of people do have a goal that they want to, you know, read X amount of books yeah. in over the summer or they're going on a, uh, traveling or something like this. So this is just to provide a little bit of extra motivation mm-hmm. uh, and to encourage folks to, to broaden their their reading yeah. preferences a little bit for the month, for the summer. I guess what I was kind of getting at was... Nobody, there's no judges on this. It's all just the squares on the card. It's the squares on the card. We're okay. not going to judge who, judge who has the best reviews or anything like that. They mm-hmm. do have to be legitimate reviews. We have gotten reviews before that were a simple, like, I like this book because I like the characters, and I like the writing, and I like the setting, yeah. and, that, and that doesn't fly. It has to be, you know, at least a fully fleshed out sentence of, like, okay, you like, what about the characters? Yeah. Um, so we will push back a little bit with, with that kind of thing. But um, will you yeah. will you perhaps advise people before they start to write their reviews to come in again to the store and look at some of the five reasons that you guys have posted up around the store just to get an idea for what? Yeah, you're and we've for. got those all posted on our Facebook page as okay. well. So we have uh, we'll be linking to to that. I think we have some on our web store, but um, mm-hmm. the web store is a little bit tougher for displaying images of reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll be posting uh, links to like you know this is kind of how it works, and um, we will be perusing before someone gets the the prize for competing their line. We will be making sure that they they didn't just kind of phone it in with the reviews. Okay. Now, does either the adult or the children one involve reading War and Peace? <laughs> 
don't think so unless okay. you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> a three-year-old a three-year-old doing a book review on War and Peace, to me, that would make them a winner right off the bat. That's insane, yeah. Now, I guess then, the book bingo challenge, so it starts specifically when? It's going to start May 1st. Okay. Um, prizes are going to, I have a deadline to start uh, for some of our reps to get our, uh, they're going to be sending us some freebies to throw into the, the prizes for kids. Mm. And perhaps for adults, we'll see how much we get. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're going to hope to see have all those ready to go for like the middle of May. So there is a right. two-week period where if someone, you know, cheeses it yeah. <laughs> and brings us well. a thing, we'll be like, yeah. You know, we'll hang on to this, but, like, it's going to be a week or two before you get anything. Okay. Yeah. So now, can somebody bring in a single line and collect that prize and then bring the card back later? Or is it you basically got to decide which way you're going? I think it's you basically have to decide which way you're going, unless okay. you're going to try to go for all 24. Oh, yeah. But again, yeah. then, you can't bring it in. You cannot bring that card in every time you complete a line or a row and say, okay, I'm picking up my prize, but I want the card back because I'm going to keep going. Yeah, that yeah, that, okay. that that could potentially be open. There are, you know, if you've got four f- filled out from previous lines and you're going to fill out the next, that one extra square, that might not qualify. But, yeah. but you know, there might be room where we have uh, the first 25 folks that uh, come to us with a completed line in the adult bingo will get a $20 store credit. Um, and then after that, uh, it'll be a discount on the next purchase. So okay. that could potentially be talked about, not something that we had necessarily talked about. Yeah. Um, we figured that, you know, for a lot of folks, five books over four months oh. might be a lot. Yeah. Um, so we didn't want to, uh, that's kind of what we were banking yeah. on. Um, but, you know, we, we can talk about it. Now, people who have been listening to us chat about this today have heard you talk about some of the different categories that are on the cards. Mm-hmm. So, gee, like, if they wanted to get a bit of a, a jump on things in terms of picking up some books that might help, Friday might be a good day to come by. Friday would be a great day to come by. And why is that, Kaylee? <laughs> because I don't know if you've heard about this, but we have this thing that we do the last Friday of every month where all the bargain books in the store get discounted three for the price of two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, so, that's new, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. You know, we only yeah. rolled that a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's a really great shopping day. Um, a lot of folks come in and, and stock up. It's a great day for shopping for Christmas presents mm. or birthday presents or, you know, restocking a library, all that kind of stuff. Now, for people like me who, like, you know, drop by every once in a while for the uh, – <laughs> book sales um have you guys shifted the bargain book stuff around again like you do so frequently or are they still in the same spot i don't believe we have changed any bargain book spots oh, i think it's safe well it may not be safe but at least i'll know <laughs> where they are it's reliable things will be where you expect them to be okay so kaylee just in case people don't know for sure what is the address for books and company and what's the website Our address is 1685 3rd Avenue, right opposite of the Friendship Center. Mm -hmm. Our website is www.booksandcompany.ca, and you can call us at 250-563-6637. Kaylee Vandermeer, Books and Company, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you or someone else from over there in about a month. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thanks so much, Alan. Okay. Take a quick break and be back with more after 9. 
There isn't much that a country singer hasn't covered in a song. If you want to hear songs about new love, lost love, drinking, fighting, cowboys, trains, traveling, and everything else, then tune into the Country Cavalcade every Wednesday, 6 to 8, where I cover music from the 20s to the 90s, as well as today's traditional independent artists. You'll hear from such greats as the Carter family, Johnny Horton, Vern Charlton, and so much more. The Country Cavalcade, Wednesday, 6 to 8, only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM with me, Corey Walker. If you're an internationally trained professional who wants to settle back into your field in Canada, PICS offers a Foreign Credential Recognition Loans Program. Funded by the federal government, Canadian citizens, PR holders, and refugees with a work permit can avail of this service and get financial assistance for up to $15,000. It's the support you need to get back into your professional sector. For more information, visit the website fcrloans.ca or call MENA at 604-596-7722, extension 404. Are you a leader who wants to take their leadership to the next level? Do you have an emerging leader on your team who needs support? At Pivot Leader, our leaders in business program combines leadership training with one-on-one coaching to help leaders just like you. You'll learn how to deal with people better, handle conflict, hire and keep staff, delegate more effectively, read financial statements, and learn coaching skills to move your team along. There's a less stressful way to improve your outcomes. We can show you how. If you'd like to be a better leader, reach out to us today at pivotleader.com. Pivot Leader will help you grow, train, and sell your business. Forecast for Environment Canada, mainly sunny today, increasing cloudiness near noon, Wind at 15K, a high of 9 with a wind chill this morning to minus 5. Tonight, mainly cloudy, a 40% chance of showers early this evening with the risk of a thunderstorm. Fog patches developing overnight. Wind at 15K, a low of minus 2 with a wind chill to minus 7. For Wednesday, mainly cloudy, wind becoming northwest 20 gusting 40 in the afternoon and a high of 10. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Now, there are a lot of groups in Prince George, sports, cultural, whatever, who have had to take the last couple of years off from their normal uh, regime, if you will. The Prince George Roadrunners, unfortunately, were one such. Michelle Sear-Whiting from the Roadrunners is with me today. And, Michelle, it must be so nice to be back and being able to run as a group. It absolutely <laughs> is, Alan. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh-huh. yeah, I, I mean, you summed it up. It really has been a tumultuous three years. Uh, we've had two road races, in-person road wow, races already? already this season, the first in three years. And it's been great for us as a group uh-huh. and the feedback that we're getting um the engagement, I mean, it's just a whole nother level. We just had a race on Sunday, the Heart Half, our first half marathon Oof. of the season, and over 110 people Whoa. came out. It was a great turnout. Um, and just, as I say, the feedback, people are just so happy to be back running races. Again, yeah. we did a virtual series last year, but... It's a different beast. And the other nice thing, I guess, is for people who were in the Roadrunners, they could at least practice, if you will, during the pandemic. And if anything, it was a good idea. It got you out, out from inside, out from other people, and you could still just do your running. Well, you know, when the pandemic hit, in when lockdown went into effect yeah. in March of 2020, we were just about to launch our first race <clears throat> that season. Yeah. And we kind of took a pause to wait it out. But by April, <laughs> we wait it knew. Out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait yeah. it out. 
and Let's then keep waiting it out. <laughs> exactly. By April, we were thinking this is not going well. Mm-hmm. By May, we made the decision to call this. I think at the end of April, actually, we mm-hmm. made the decision to call the season, and we really weren't sure what to do. We didn't. Um, we couldn't even do run groups at no. that time, and it really set us back. And we started hearing from, I think we went back to run groups for a short period. Yeah, there was sort of that, a little bit of a time there yeah, where we were they, allowed to gather again and then all of a sudden, boom. It went clamped back down. Yeah. And we were really grappling with how to deal with it. We weren't sure what to do. We didn't do much no. in March of 2020 and or throughout the 2020 season. But by the end we were starting to think, okay, what can we do to get people engaged? Exactly. We knew people were running on their own. They were engaging with us through social media. Mm -hmm. Um, But we decided to go into the virtual, um, host a virtual event for 2021. And you, like, you're not kidding that people were looking for something to do. We had 243 people sign up. That's a record. And, um, and it was families, whole mm-hmm. families. Oh, yeah, because they could gather. And they just wanted, um, you know, markers to hit. So yeah. we had eight events throughout the course of last year. And it, the participation was just incredible. The encouragement through social media mm-hmm. that everyone had for each other. And we had no intentions of offering a virtual event again this year. We thought as soon yeah. as we can get back to in-person, that's where we're going. Yeah. But we had so many people, when they came to pick up their medals and T-shirts, their finisher medals and T-shirts mm-hmm. last fall, say, you know what? I would never come out to a race. I'm just not comfortable. Mm-hmm. But this gave me something to do. Okay. I hope you do it again. And um, I'll be there. Yeah. I may never come out to a race, but I'll join you virtually mm-hmm. all the time. So we did. This year we did a hybrid. We have in-person races okay. and our virtual series is continuing. Uh-huh. I'm just thinking, you said 243 people signed up. When you saw that number, were you thinking, I'm kind of glad we didn't have that many people come out for a race outside? Because that would have been nuts. We would love that oh, yeah, if we could but, ever get that many. But yeah, we we just couldn't believe it. Like People kept signing up, and, yeah. and the more... Um, um, engagement there was, the more it drew people mm-hmm. in. We had um, some of the board members' family from Ontario signed up. That's the other nice thing with virtual, is you don't have to be in Prince George. So true. Yeah. We had people from around the region, Fort St. John, Dawson Creek, <laughs> Fort St. James, posting pictures of where they had done their runs. Mm-hmm. It was really um, inspiring to see, yeah. actually. So the, so the virtual runs were basically, you could not ask people to duplicate the course that they would have been running if they were in Prince George. You could just ask them to run the distance. Exactly. Yeah. We, uh, we're sanctioned through BC Athletics, yeah. and they actually encouraged us not to have people run the actual yeah. routes for fear that they would there would be too large of a group. Yeah. So we just told people the distance. If they wanted to find time on their own time to run the actual route, mm-hmm. that was an option. Yeah. But we didn't say a day so no. that we wouldn't have groups gathering there. No, sort of like um what was it that did the the Iceman? Yes. Did the same sort of thing where they said you can either do it all on one day or you can do it at various times, but you have to do each of the events in exactly. the right order. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, next question that I've got quickly, I hadn't really thought of this. 
What type of runner does the club look for? Like, are you looking for, like, a casual runner, an Olympic-level runner, or anybody in between? Ex- anybody and everybody, all paces. I think uh, the thought out there is that it's a very elite group of runners, mm-hmm. and we we get those runners out. Oh, yeah. Um, they're, they're fabulous. They're great to learn from. But we really have broadened i think the our target group Mm. to we want to encourage all city residents to come out and explore the trails explore the Mm -hmm. routes um any pace works we have people who run at the front with the fastest runners and we have Mm. run group leaders who stay with the people who are going their own pace we want to encourage all i think some of the elite runners have found that everybody finds their people to run with. Mm-hmm. So the run groups are really a good starting point. And then you find people who run your pace and you may want to hook up okay. and run on your own. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, come back and talk some more about the road runners with Michelle Sear Whiting after this. Get ready, Prince George, for the BC Gourmet Arts Festival. Scheduled for June 10th through 12th at CN Centre, the BC Gourmet Arts Festival will showcase national gourmet producers alongside Northern BC's top artists, artisans, and food producers. The weekend will also include a community barbecue celebrating our frontline workers, the PG Potter's Guild Great Northern Chili Cook-Off, and a celebrity chef tasting event. Full details are available at bcgourmet.ca. The BC Gourmet Arts Festival, June 10th to 12th, at CN Center. The next exhibit in the Studio 2880 Feature Gallery is Persona from local artist Melissa Bain. Persona is a visual arts display of acrylic impressionism imitating human behavior. Expect distorted expressions, vibrant colors, bold outlines, and forms revealing the moods and intriguing state of being in each work. Be on hand for the show opening and artist introduction, Thursday, May 5th from 6 to 8. Persona from Melissa Bain, the next exhibit in the Feature Gallery at Studio 2880. Réclamez ce qui vous revient de droit. Faites comme les quelques 130 000 personnes qui ont fréquenté un externat indien fédéral et ont présenté une demande d'indemnisation. Le 13 juillet 2022 est votre dernier jour. Consultez le site indiandayschools.com par oblique fr par oblique ou appelez le 1-844-539-3815. The City of Prince George is offering a new grant for not-for-profit agencies to hire people who have lived in or are living in poverty. The new Peers Employment and Encouraging Resiliency Grant is a short-term project funded by the Union of BC Municipalities. The city is seeking applications from not-for-profit organizations that create barrier-free, safe, and inclusive employment. Full details are available through the Grants and Financial Assistance page under City Services at PrinceGeorge.ca. The city will be accepting applications until October 1st. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Michelle, you were saying you've already had a couple of races. Were these sort of like lead-in races? Like I'm guessing because you were saying the hard half was your first half marathon of the year. I'm guessing that the first race was not a full marathon. Let's jump right back into it. Uh, well, it, they are. Yes, they are. are well, like yeah. we have a race. We try to have a race every month from March until October. Mm. Um, we only have a, a, a couple 
We have the Heart Half, uh, a Hurt and Bear Trail Race, which has a half marathon. We only have three that have half okay. marathons. And there's no falls? No, oh, there good. are not. I'm sure a lot of people out there are going, okay. But you would always have the options anyways, right? Like I'm thinking even the half marathon. You can probably run the half marathon, but you've probably also got a couple of shorter roads that people can do. Five and 10K. Yeah, okay. generally five and 10K races. Um, and then we offer up a couple of halves, the Labor Day Classic, mm. uh, 27 miles. Okay, that's a full. Yeah. That's a yeah. full. Yeah. But that's, that's, I would think that's got to be the longest, I hate to say it, but the longest running race in Prince George. Yes. The Labor Day Classic. It absolutely is. Because that was Storied the one, uh, Terry Fox came out yes. and, and practiced on to see and if... And realized, I can do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think Rick Hansen was there that he same year, wasn't he? did as yeah. well, yeah. Have you seen the old video footage of that? It's I've on seen YouTube. the video of uh, Terry, I think. I don't know that I've seen anything of Rick, but... Uh, yeah. No. It's incredible. Yeah. Now, when is the next race in? Because you said you just had one. Yes, the next race is uh, coming up on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 8th, oh, okay. in Clayton Tene Memorial Park. That's okay. just a 5K. It's a beautiful right. little race, um, mainly for mothers. And this yeah. is, well, we've rebranded it over the pandemic. Mm. It used to be called The Gathering, and it has a bit of a history, too. It started with The Gathering of the Clans, which mm. was at Massage Place Stadium, yeah. moved to the park. And we've rebranded it this year as the Mother's Day race. It's going to be a fundraiser. Mm -hmm. uh, one of our board members, uh, the vice president, Jillian Roberts, has had to have a journey through cancer. And mm. uh, she's through chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. uh, she's recovering wonderfully well. She's a determined, resilient person. She leads our Wednesday run group. And she wanted, she found the community, gave so much to her. She wanted to give back. She's okay. also a cyclist. She's in the Wheeling Warriors. Okay. So this Mother's Day run is going to be in part a fundraiser in support of the Wheeling Warriors Tour de Cure. Uh, yes. I talk to them reasonably often. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So um, so this is Jillian's way of giving back. So a portion of the entry fee will be going to support their efforts. And in return, they're coming out to help volunteer as course marshals for us. To so. make sure nobody takes a shortcut. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Around the park, through the park. Yeah. Because you know these runners, they're always looking for ways. Right. To, Cutting yes. corners. Hopping subways <laughs> and stuff. Oh, no. That was the New York Marathon. Never mind. Yeah. That wouldn't happen here. No. No. Now, you... You've mentioned a couple of times running groups. So it's not just, the Roadrunners aren't just a race club. No, we're not. We really will look to, are looking for ways to engage the community. We offer uh, two, right now it's two run groups per week, Wednesdays and Thursdays. We had been up to five oh, prior God. to the pandemic. Yeah. We had done a distance run on Monday nights, but everyone kind of scaled down. Yeah. So we're working back up to that. Mm. Uh, we're offering a learn to run clinic, which starts the beginning of May. We usually try and tie that in with the people who come out to that finish with a race. So the, the run clinic kind of ends when our next, uh, beat the bugs trail race is out at Otway. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And it truly is. You're swatting. The poor volunteers yes. for that one. The runners oh. don't notice the bugs as, as much. much. Yeah. Yeah. Because the bugs have to catch them. That's right. The, the volunteers are just are standing, standing there. there. Yeah. yeah. 
for the full time saying, come on. Why am I doing this? There's still one more person coming. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So if people want more information about the Roadrunners, what's the best way to get it? Uh, We have a website, Mm pgroadrunners.ca. We do have a Facebook, the Prince George Road Running Club. Um, so those are our best contacts. And by all means, just come out. We meet mm-hmm. the the best run group to meet at would be 6 p.m. We meet in the parking lot of the Aquatic Center on Wednesdays. Okay. And that's uh, one group does an 8K, the, but another group does a 5K. But we've that's an out and back. So if you're yeah. not up to running okay. 5K, <laughs> you can turn around after one kilometer and it can be yeah. a 2K run walk for you. So it's not like you have to run five kilometers and then say, okay, somebody come and pick me yeah. up. <laughs> well, you can well, yeah. <laughs> if you have that backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> so at the Aquatic Center and parking lot, obviously, yeah. Wednesdays at 6. And that's sort of, shall we say, a beginner's group almost? Well, as we say, we have the 8K yeah. run group that heads out and yeah. they do an hour-long run. The 5K is... You know, anywhere from... A little from, bit more of an amble. Yep, it yeah. is. Yeah. And then, and there are fast 5K runners. That's okay. all they want to do. Yeah. Um, we, as I say, it's out and back. So people are crossing paths as they're coming mm-hmm. and going. You're never alone. So keep your eyes open, though. That's right. Because there yeah. might be some people coming back. Make sure you're in the right lane. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've seen that happen at the Iceman a few times um, down by where the changeover was for the ice skating. Portion. Okay. Because there's that, you've got to Gets down really those stairs busy. and people have to go up the stairs. And sometimes the people going up the stairs are a little bit upset because the person in front of them isn't going that fast. So they go into the other lane and by golly, there's three people coming down that stairs. I volunteered for that one year and that was, I had to bring oh. the um, ski boots from Otway to the, oh. the hut there because some yeah. of the people use the ski boots to put their blades on to yeah. skate. And so trying to, yeah, get down the stairs <laughs> so I didn't interrupt anyone, it was, it was challenging. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting exactly. is always a good word. That's right. Okay. So, so your full season is set then? We are set for this year. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So you've got the Mother's Day. We do. Uh, Hurt and Bear Trail Race at Paderni. Okay. Uh, that was a brand new trailway race in 2019. So this will be only the second annual wow. yeah. version of that event. Beautiful trail mm-hmm. system out there. And we've collaborated with the uh, Prince George Cycling Club, their mountain bike division, okay. for permission to use that site. I would say ask them not to have anybody on mountain bikes on the trail that day. Well, it is open, yes. but Still. they know where our route is. Yeah. And they are the um, management group mm. for the site. So we okay. need their permission to yeah. be out there. Um I a portion of the the entry fee goes to support trail maintenance. Uh, okay, they okay. bought a snow yeah. dog that they use to maintain mm-hmm. the trails in the winter. Mm-hmm. We partially helped to raise some funds for that. Jeez. So nice collaborations and and interactions between the groups. We're yeah. really working to build that. Okay. Michelle Sear Whiting with the Prince George Roadrunners. Thank you very much for coming in and bringing us up to date on what's happening now you guys are back out on the road. Well, we just would like anyone, if you've ever thought of getting out running, come come try us out. Bring a friend, and then you have no pressure. You can completely go the own your yeah. own pace. Thanks for having me, Alan. Okay. Take another quick break and be back with more after 9.
Vantage Point is transforming not-for-profit leadership with a host of downloadable resources. Check out their Circles of Support tool. Creating your Circles of Support is a valuable way of identifying stakeholders. With this tool, you can pinpoint which community groups, clients, volunteers, and other stakeholders are most important to your organization's current and future success. This valuable download is available through the Downloadable Resources page under Media at thevantagepoint.ca. Downloadable resources for your not-for-profit organization. Another way Vantage Point is transforming not-for-profit leadership. The BC Summer Games are July 21st to 24th in Prince George, and close to 3,000 volunteers are needed as we host athletes from across the province. To volunteer, you must be at least 14 years old and complete a criminal records check. There are many different positions available, several needed as soon as possible, requiring a variety of skills and or physical strength. Registration and more details are available at bcgames.org slash volunteers. The BC Summer Games, July 21st to 24th. Let's help Prince George shine again. Talent for Nonprofits is a new program run by the Association of Cooperative Education and Work Integrated Learning BC to support nonprofits to recruit students for co-op positions, internships, practicums, volunteer placements, and more. Talent for nonprofits can help you find relevant funding opportunities, answer your questions, and guide you through the steps to hire and onboard a new student. For more information, visit the Talent for Nonprofits page under resources at acewilbc.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada, mainly sunny today, increasing cloudiness near noon, wind at 15K, a high of 9 with a wind chill this morning to minus 5. Tonight, mainly cloudy, a 40% chance of showers early this evening with the risk of a thunderstorm. Fog patches developing overnight. Wind at the 15K. A low of minus 2 with a wind chill to minus 7. For Wednesday, mainly cloudy. Wind becoming northwest 20 gusting to 40 in the afternoon and a high of 10. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station. 93.1 CFIS-FM. And joined now by Maria Rossi, who is the... I guess you're the new program manager at Volunteer Prince George? That's right. I am new there. Okay. So how long have you been in that position? It's um, coming on to two months now. Okay. Yeah. So I just started brand yeah. new. <laughs> so it's basically as soon as the pandemic started to lift, they said, okay, we need to get somebody in here. Yeah. It seems that way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And now, as I understand, Volunteer Week is on right now. It is this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, have you guys at Volunteer Prince George got any special events lined up or have you had any because it is already Tuesday? <laughs> Well, for this week, what we've decided, because there is still some hesitancy mm. and things are opening up very slowly, yeah. that um, I do have a table at the Q3, Q3 Community Market this Saturday. Ah. Hint, from, hint, hint. Guess where that yeah. is, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's from 8.30 to 2, as you yeah. know. Yeah. And I'm very excited about it because it's um, it'll be our first event for a long while. Uh-huh. And um, we're going to, you know, kind of let people know that we're still here yeah. and um, we're still here to support volunteers and organizations. So it would be wonderful for people to come down and check mm-hmm. it out and come talk to me. And Now, yeah. one of the things I've talked to people sometimes over the years about, you know, volunteer Prince George and stuff like that. And a lot of people have the idea that you've basically got two lists. This is the list of people who want to volunteer and what they can do, what they think their special skills are. This is the list of nonprofits that are looking for volunteers. And it's sort of up to you to mix and match. Now, but you're a program manager. What kind of programs do you guys offer at Volunteer Prince George? Well, just like you said, that's the main part of the mm-hmm. program is to match okay. 
volunteers to organizations, but we're also here to support them yeah. through different questions, different parts of volunteering, because it's quite intense to volunteer at mm-hmm. times. And we're here to also support organizations. But we are hoping to get back into doing some community, more community events okay. as things start to lift. Yeah. And um, we're also hoping down the road to get back to offering training and workshops to volunteers and organizations in the community. Do you find one of the biggest problems with people who come in and say, I've got some free time on my hands now, you know, maybe I've left work or you know, I was laid off or whatever, I've got some free time, I want to do some volunteering, but I don't know what I don't know what skills people are looking for. Do you sometimes find you've got to sort of talk to them and say, well, actually, okay, you've got a fairly good range of skills here? And they're kind of going, oh, I guess I didn't realize that I could do that. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what it's all about. If somebody comes in and they're saying, okay, I want to volunteer, but I don't know what I want to do. I do actually explore their strengths Mm -hmm. and skills and abilities and their goals too. What are they hoping to get out of volunteering? And quite often that gives us a step up on being able to know which organizations they might be suitable for. And now just, just so I get this out of the way as well, um, high school students. Yes. have to get X number of volunteer hours. I can't remember exactly what it is as part of their graduation requirements. Volunteer at Prince George, that's a place they can come, obviously. Yes, that is on my okay. list to do, to ah. reach out to the schools. And there is an X number of hours, yeah. and that's um, something I need to research to see what that is, mm-hmm. but also to reach out to the schools and to the students to say, um, you know, we're here and um, contact me and we'll see what we can do for you and mm-hmm. see what areas that um, they could benefit from. Are there some people who are, I don't want to say professional volunteers because that's a contradiction in terms, but are there some people who you know in town who volunteer for just about any group that comes up that they have any sort of interest in? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And those are the ones you really like because you know, okay, if he's interested in this, there's a good chance he's interested in this, and they're looking for people. But you know what is, what's interesting that I found is that I have met um, – a lot of people that are just volunteering but not attached to an organization mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, an official group, yeah. and they're out there doing some community work. And I would love to talk to more to those people and reach out and connect with them because they're doing work behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, um, for example, you know, I've met somebody that is making food for people who are sick, who are homebound, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, seniors, or, or just phoning seniors and um, just from their home. So Mm -hmm. those are the kind of people that are still out there that are doing community work, but not officially attached. So that's another group to reach. Do do you do a lot of work reaching out to other community groups? Because you're saying phoning seniors at home and stuff like that. And I know the Council of Seniors has a program of that sort. Do you work with them in terms of matching up volunteers? Like if you get a volunteer who comes in and says... Yeah, they can. I enjoy working with seniors, and they can. I've got a phone. I've got plenty of free time, and you're kind of going, hmm. You know, that sounds like somebody who the council of seniors might want to talk to. That's absolutely what I do. Yeah. yeah so I um, have the knowledge of the organizations that will attach to that, and mm-hmm. and council of seniors is definitely one of mm-hmm. them. So volunteer Prince George itself, strangely enough, doesn't need volunteers for the most part. 
Well, I'm, yeah, yes, yes, we do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I answer that that way because, um, because I'm new and we are building the program Uh, up again that, um, I am hoping to, to, um, recruit my own pool of volunteers Mm. and, um, for different, um, help with volunteer PG that we could use, like, for example, um, to help man booths, um, Mm. to help with community events. And, um, I have some ideas that I want going down the road, just projecting down the road that I'd like to do for the community and that um, the help of volunteers would be amazing. Okay. So let's get down to it then. What skill sets are you looking for for people to help at Volunteer Prince George? <laughs> um, a min is, okay. is great. So yeah. to help with, with um, like kind of an assistant for me would be great <laughs> yeah. to help with some paperwork. Yeah. Um, um, networking skills would be mm. great. So, like I like I was saying, um, Canada Day, for example, mm. if I set up a, if that's a go this year, I'm yes. not sure uh, as of yet. I don't think anybody yeah, knows on, yet. It's, on, it's only at the end of April. How are we supposed to know what's happening? I July know. The 1st? I'm thinking yeah. so much down the road. But if we if we do are able to go to Canada Day, it would be wonderful to have a volunteer there mm-hmm. to um, sit with me at, at a table and um, meet and greet people and even talk about volunteer and to people and it that kind of hmm. person would be awesome to have okay yeah we're going to take a quick break come back and talk with some more with maria rossi about volunteer prince george after nine the prince george humane society's spring 5050 ruffle is on and you could win a jackpot of up to fifty thousand dollars it's a great fundraiser for our furry friends a potential win for you and a big win for them Visit pghumanesociety.ca for more information. Ticket sales end Sunday. The Prince George Humane Society's 50-50 Ruffle. Gaming license number 132795. Know your limit. Play within it. Take part in the Give Hope Wings 2022 Canada Coast to Coast Expedition, June 26th to 24th. This epic multi-aircraft series of flights consists of two stages, a western stage from Victoria to Toronto and an eastern stage from Toronto to St. John's, then back to Montreal for the COPA Convention. Join as a pilot, a flight school fundraiser, or a general fundraiser with your own donation event. Registration and full details are available through the Give Hope Wings link under Get Involved at HopeAir.ca. Getting all the benefits and credits to which you may be entitled to as a senior is important, and Canada Revenue Agency has some tips to help you avoid interruptions of your benefits and credit payments. Most importantly, have your tax return and any outstanding tax payments completed by the tax deadline. Since April 30th falls on a Saturday this year, returns and payments must be received or postmarked on or before May 2nd. If you're doing your own tax return, check out the webinar for seniors through the CRA website. Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation invites you to pick your passion. May 5th for Spirit Day, a 12-hour radiothon on Patterson Broadcasting. Take part and help raise funds for pediatrics, cardiac care, respiratory care, cancer care, seniors' health and wellness, mental health and wellness, and our area of greatest need. Donate today online at spiritofthenorth.ca or call the Foundation's office. Spirit Day, May 5th, in support of the Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George. You're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Maria, even though you're fairly new to volunteer at Prince George as the program manager, from what you've seen, from what you've heard from other people, what has happened there over the last couple of years? Like you said, you're trying to build things back up again. 
were there a lot of the community groups that sort of had to shut down so they didn't need the volunteers? Were there a lot of volunteers who said, I just don't want to go out right now, so I don't want to volunteer? Definitely. There's a little yeah. bit of everything there. So I, before I was program manager, I was um, program coordinator of another program mm-hmm. um, supporting seniors. And in that program... Um, volunteers went into seniors' homes. Right. So everything came oh, to a yeah. dead halt. Yes. And I found, um, with my experience, that the pandemic has hit some of these programs pretty hard. Yeah. Lots of changes, things shut down. Um, protection, too, of, mm-hmm. of the um, patrons and the volunteers. Yeah. And then, of course, there's hesitancy. Mm. And that hesitancy, I find, is still a little bit there. So it's a reassurance of helping support people to get back into the community. Um, the, like I was saying, the pandemic has hit some of these programs pretty hard. Yeah. And I find with Volunteer PG, it's it's been hit as well. So we're building it back up again. Even in the two months that you've been there, I think you said it was two months, right? Yes, two months. In the two months you've been there, have you gotten phone calls from people saying, oh, you guys are still open. Yeah, I want to start volunteering again. I feel comfortable again. The phone is starting to ring. Yes. (laughs) And I'm very excited about that. I'm starting to get emails Mm -hmm. and um, phone calls, people inquiring, and I'm excited to hear that we are still here and um, people... just that just asking you know i want to volunteer so and some people expressing some of their anxiousness about getting back out into the community for sure Mm -hmm. and uh, just having that uh, discussion with them around that are you getting calls from groups as well saying yeah we're we're ready to get up and start running again and we could use some volunteers oh yes i have a list Mm -hmm. of places that's starting Mm -hmm. to happen that people are asking for our help to Mm -hmm. promote their programs and Mm -hmm. and uh, to get some volunteers for sure and i guess the nice thing is if someone wants to volunteer but they're still a little bit hesitant about you know going out in the community and everything i'm sure there's a lot of the volunteer groups that can use people who can just make phone calls Yes, there's phone calls, there's office work, there's mm-hmm. always help. There's yeah. always something somebody can do. And there's outdoor stuff to mm. do, too. Okay. That is, so wow. if someone's feeling nervous, then yeah. they can do some volunteer work outside. Like, for example, Good Sir Nature Park mm. is looking yes. for ah. volunteers okay. to help um, with grooming the trails and yeah. doing some of the work there outdoors. So yeah. that's that's one example. It's amazing how much Jim Good has gone up there basically by himself. Yeah, I can't wait to go out there and visit. I've oh. never been there. <laughs> oh, I've been there a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I've interviewed Jim a couple of times as oh, well. Oh, wonderful. He's, interest- he's a very interesting guy to talk to. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. I imagine. So, volunteer Prince George, is there any sort of age limit that you're looking at, especially on the younger end? Like, I'm thinking seniors obviously... seniors usually love to volunteer because it gives them a chance to get out and meet people and they don't a lot of times have anything else to really do they want to do something with their with their time Mm -hmm. do you have sort of a younger age that you sort of set for how how old you have to be to be a volunteer there's definitely some groups out there that they do have a minimum requirement of age however having said that oftentimes what i what i find is that a parent can volunteer with their underage Mm. child and that will help not only the child it helps them as well yeah and obviously high school students are more than welcome 
because they need to get the hours anyways. Absolutely. Like, uh, you know, going back to Good Sir Nature Park, that's a great place for high school students. And they would love it out there. Yes. Depending on the weather. Yes. That's the problem with outdoor volunteering. Let's get that clear right off the bat as well. Yeah, yeah. You're probably looking for a good day. Yes. Yeah. And again, I guess the student volunteers, it also gives them the chance to almost do a resume for volunteer PG. Here's what I'm interested in. Here's what I've got skills in. Do that because that's something that employers would want to see anyways. And even though you're not an employer for them, you're looking for volunteers, but you're still looking for those same things. Like, what what can you do? Oh, absolutely. In uh, many instances, I've been a reference for oh. um, younger adults mm-hmm. and underage adults that are um, looking for a reference and okay. I've been listed as reference as their volunteer coordinator or supervisor for sure. So I've written letters and um, they've also uh, called and mm-hmm. answered it just in much the same way. It's a great opportunity for young adults to uh, gain that experience, mm-hmm. to gain some skills to put on their resume. And I think that was one of the reasons the government brought in the thing where you had to do so many volunteer hours wise it gave people a chance to work up more skills that's right while they were still in high school that's right it's a wonderful way to get those skills yeah. and it shows commitment level and loyalty yeah. and yeah. and um, interest and that kind of thing how often again it's only been too much but have you had any situations yet where you've had a volunteer come in and they say you know, here's my skill set and you're saying okay I don't have anything really like that but I do have this group that's looking for volunteers and they come back a couple of days later and say, that's great. It actually fits my perfectly. In in my history of yeah. working with okay. volunteers, yeah. absolutely. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happens. Sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board yeah. and say, well, this doesn't quite work, so we'll try this. Or they'll come back and say, this is a great match yeah. and working well for, for people. A group they might not have ever thought about volunteering with. But you suggest to them. Yes. And they go there and they're suddenly going, I didn't even know these guys existed. Absolutely. How did that happen? Yeah, that happens perfect. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're hoping it's going to be happening more and more. More and in more. The next while. <laughs> now, in the summertime, from your, from your experience, does the need for volunteers go up during the summer because some of the other volunteers who they've been working with are taking holidays and stuff like that? I find, with my experience, I thought the numbers would go down Mm -hmm. in the summertime, and people do go on holidays, absolutely, much deserved. However, uh, I find that, with my experience, it's remained consistent, even in the summertime. People like to get out more in the summer, so they're more willing to do some of that volunteer work. And people who might be have the summer off are saying, well, I don't want to just sit around the house for four months. That's right. Let's get out and do something. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. Do you find a lot of volunteers who are sort of seasonal, if you will, like to keep coming back to the same place each year? Yes. Oftentimes, Mm -hmm. volunteers will find that interest and then have that attachment to that interest. And if they go away or if they're seasonal, they definitely like to come back. And that's definitely happened in in my time with volunteers. So, Maria, how can people get in touch with Volunteer Prince George to find out what's going on? Yes, you can um, phone me Mm -hmm. at Mm 250-564-0224. You can also come and visit me, and I am located in the Prince George Native Friendship Center. I'm on the first floor. 
the office hours there at the at the Native Friendship Center is nine to four. However, I'm there from ten till three, okay. uh, Monday to Thursday. Okay. So those are the times that you'll find me there. If I'm not there, then um, I'll let I'll leave a note on the door that I'm not there. And uh, but most times I am. Mm-hmm. And um, you can also email me. And my email address is info, I-N-F-O, mm-hmm. at volunteerpg.com. Great. You can also, we're on Facebook, and we also have a website. And you can visit the website, and there's um, definitely a directory there with volunteer opportunities. and Perfect. And, yeah. Okay. Maria Rossi, Volunteer Prince George Program Manager, thanks very much for coming in, and I'm sure we'll be talking again in the future. I'm sure we will, and thank you so much for having me. Okay, that'll about wrap it up for me today. Tomorrow, Diana Bell and Kylie Holt, a new host on After 9. After 9 is a daily presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Echo Wiley, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. CA. You're listening to CFIS FM Prince George, a not for profit.